Uh, turn with me to Acts and say that those few verses that we read together in Acts chapter 3 from verse 17, if you could have that in front of you, that would be great. Okay, our city, the city of London, it has a rapidly increasing Muslim population, doesn't it? Uh, over the last 15 years or so, um, the numbers of Muslims in this country have very, very nearly doubled. And in fact, figures that I saw this week suggest that some London boroughs are now over 30% Muslim. 30% Muslim. Now, so what? What does that mean for us in here? Well, that means that a massive proportion of the people of this city, it means that a massive proportion of the people that live on our doorsteps, they believe that Jesus Christ is nothing less but nothing more than a prophet. You know, they don't believe that Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ died on a cross. Okay, they don't believe that. They don't believe that Jesus Christ um, atoned for sin. They don't believe that, that Jesus Christ is, is the, the eternal Son of God. They believe that Jesus Christ is nothing less, but nothing more than a prophet. So the plan today is to look at that. Obviously not from the perspective of Islam, um, but from the point of view of the Bible, of God's inerrant word. What does the Bible teach us about Jesus? Does it teach us that, that Jesus was a prophet? Does it teach us that Jesus is still a prophet? And crucially, I suppose, does the Bible teach us that he was anything more than that? Okay. That sets the scene, I guess. But first of all, before we get into it, let's sort of stick it in reverse and go back a wee bit. If you were here last week, you'll recall that uh, together as a congregation, we're beginning a sermon series. And it's a sermon series called Recognising Jesus. But, can you remember the subscript? The sermon title. Do you remember the other part of the sermon title? It's recognizing Jesus. What's the next bit? The offices and natures of Christ. What's that all about? Well, take the natures part of that and just chuck it on a shelf and, and forget about it until maybe next month sometime, okay? But let's think about the offices bit. What does it mean when we talk about the offices of Jesus Christ? Well, Scripture teaches us that in order for there to be lines of communication between God and man, that God did something. God established, what we call them, God established jobs. God established positions. He established offices to enable that to happen. And there were three of these jobs. In the Old Testament, we hear about the office of prophet, 
We hear about the office of priest. And what's the other one? We hear the office of, of king. So three offices that's purpose was to sort of mediate, to have the lines of communication between God and man. So I'm, so I'm sure you follow that. But you might be asking, okay, we understand the idea of offices, but that's an Old Testament thing, and why would we bother just now, in the 21st century church, in a meeting here, to consider the offices of Christ? Why, why would we bother with that? I'll tell you, you see... Scripture also teaches that these three roles, they came together. And they were also perfectly fulfilled in the person and the work of Jesus Christ. So we this morning in here actually want to recognize Jesus. If this morning we want to know more about Jesus Christ, more about who he was and and what he did, then what better place to start than with the roles that he fulfilled. So that is what we're going to do. And this morning, today, we start with the first of those roles. Today, we look at Jesus as prophet. What does that mean? Jesus as prophet. And we're going to consider three questions. Sometimes it's points. Sometimes we look, as we'll do tonight, the characters involved. Today we're going to look at three questions uh, about Jesus as prophet. So let's kick off with the first one. This is our first point, our first heading, our first question. In scripture, what is meant by a prophet? In scripture, in the Old Testament, as well. What is what is meant by a prophet? Now, I don't know some of you. Some of you might just be visiting the church. And some of you might come here with just a sort of very, uh, what we say, a, a basic introductory knowledge of Christianity. But even if that's the case, I'm sure you know that the Bible talks frequently about prophets, doesn't it? You know, you read the Bible, you know that it's mentioned a lot. It's mentioned from Abraham, then into sort of the the chief Old Testament prophet who would be Moses. And then there's mentions of of prophets right the way through, right from Abraham, right the way through to the sort of minor prophets at at the end of the Old Testament. But if today we're going to examine the significance of Jesus been spoken of as a prophet, then we're really going to have to come to grips with who these Old Testament guys were and what they did, aren't we? So what was meant by an Old Testament prophet? Well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll, I'll flick it round and I'll ask you that uh, rhetorically, of course. Think about it. If I was to come round and ask you what you would say the job of an Old Testament prophet was, where would you go? What, what would you say? How would you answer that? You see, I'm guessing that 
a lot of us would say that prophets in the Old Testament, in the Old Testament were, were men and women who told the future. We'd go for that, wouldn't we? We'd say that prophets predicted future events. And even as a, as a congregation in recent times, we've seen that. We, in our evening services, a while ago, we looked at the book of Ezra. And we got there right at the beginning. We heard that the prophet Jeremiah had prophesied. He predicted something. He predicted that the Old Testament people of God would be in captivity for 70 years. And guess what happened? The Old Testament people of God were in captivity for 70 years. So the, the prophets, part of what they did was to predict the future. But that is not sufficient. Because these guys and women, they did something else. Because they also performed miracles. So think back to, to Sunday school. You know, if, if, if you went to Sunday school as a kid. You know, you know that. You know that these prophets perform miracles. Think about Moses. You know, Moses hits the rock and the water comes gushing out. Or his staff is turned into a snake and it's, it's turned back again. Prophets also perform miracles. They perform these things to authenticate the words that they brought to the people. Okay, so we've got predicting in the future. And then we've got them performing miracles. What else did these prophets do? I'll give you a third one. The prophets also undertook symbolic acts. What does that mean? Well, I was speaking to my wife this week and she informed me that we have now lived in London for a year. That we have been part of the congregation for a year and uh, because of that I'm pretty sure that if you're a regular in the congregation you will definitely now be very much aware that we have a two year old daughter called Ellie Rose most of you will have heard if not seen Ellie Rose and everyone thinks that Ellie Rose is this nice cute and lovely and innocent little girl and uh, I tell you, uh, see behind that exterior is a, a very stubborn heart, you know, a very sort of devious heart. And, and very often, you know, when she's in trouble and she's confronted by her mum especially, instead of, you know, doing what you would expect, instead of, sort of arguing with her mum, instead of sort of talking back, do you know what Ellie Rose does? Ellie Rose just plonks herself on the floor. She just sits there and she will fold her arms and she will refuse point blank to move or to budge. It's a, it's a symbolic act of total and complete and utter defiance towards her parents. You see, she looks sweet, but she's got you all fooled, I tell you. But uh, sometimes in the Old Testament, God, he commands his prophets to do something similar. He commands his prophets to engage in symbolic acts. Now, what do I mean? Well, well, think about Ezekiel. Ezekiel was called to lie in his bed for month after month in this sort of symbolic pointer to the impending judgment of God. So you've got Ezekiel. I'll give you another one. 
Think about Hosea. Think about Hosea chapter 1. And do you know what God asked Hosea to do? God told him to marry a woman who'd be adulterous as a symbolic demonstration of the adulterousness and faithlessness of the people of God. So the prophets in the Old Testament, part of their job was to undertake symbolic acts. And that takes us to the, to the last thing here, okay? And this last one here is the most important one to get. So please hear this last one. The prophets in the Old Testament, they acted as authorized spokesmen for God. You got that? The prophets acted as authorized spokesmen for God. So if you want another way of thinking about these prophets, think about them as sort of, what will we go for? Divinely inspired teachers. They taught, they were authorized spokesmen for God. Because you see, a fundamental part of the job of a prophet was to listen to Almighty God, to hear what God would say, and then to take that message and to deliver it to the people. That's what prophets did. And that message might be in various forms. It might be, you know, a call to repentance. It might be a warning about a coming judgment. It might be a call to holiness. But however the message came, whatever the message was, and regardless of the dangers of delivering the message, prophets in the Old Testament were first and foremost messengers. And they were messengers of a divine message. That is what Old Testament prophets were. Okay. Folks, let's move on. Let's get to the juicy stuff, okay? Let's get to the reason that we are studying this stuff this morning. Let's get to a second question here. And it's this. How can Jesus Christ, how can our Lord be spoken of as a prophet? How can Jesus be spoken of as a prophet? Uh, I don't know if... uh, any of you are fans of crime dramas? Do we have any sort of detective drama fans in here? Are there fans of Morse, you know? Or fans of Luther or Cracker and the like? Well, I love those things. I'm absolutely addicted to them. I love the way that the stories and the sort of crime dramas unfold. And I love the moment you get, let's say it's Morse. And I love the, the moment that, that he stands in front of that sort of big evidence board that some of these detectives have got. You know, this sort of big board with all the bits of evidence attached to it. And I love that moment when the, the detective looks at these things and then has that great that cracking sort of moment of clarity when it all comes together. Well, that's what I want us to do just now. Let's 
look and think about the evidence of Jesus as prophet. Let's weigh up that evidence and let's think about where it takes us. So how can Jesus Christ be spoken of as prophet? There's a few things to think about. Okay, follow me here. Firstly, consider that Jesus as prophet was foretold. It was predicted in scripture. Now, we read two portions of scripture, didn't we? Well, that's part of the reason that we read the first one, Deuteronomy chapter 18. You see, see that, that, that portion of scripture? It doesn't just tell of the establishment of the role of, of a prophet. It does something much more than that. It does something that's really exciting. Because it tells of a time where one true and perfect and ultimate prophet would emerge from amongst the people. And that's a a prophecy that the the verses that we read in Acts tells us. A a prophecy that was fulfilled by who? Fulfilled by Jesus Christ. You see, Scripture, the Bible, foretells that when Christ would come, that when the Messiah would, would come, that he would be one who taught the people, that would teach about salvation, that the, the, the Christ would be a prophet. And that was expected by the people in the time of Jesus Christ. Think about John chapter 4. Do you know that portion of scripture? You know, if I was to say the Samaritan woman, the woman of Samaria, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? You know, Jesus speaking to this woman at the well. Now, she's a Samaritan woman. But listen to what she knows. She says, I know that the Christ is coming and that when he comes, what's he going to do? That when the Christ comes, he will teach us all things. He will teach us. And then you can think about last week. Can you remember what we looked at last week? Mary at the tomb. And she sees and recognizes the, the, the risen Lord. And what does she say? What does she cry out? She cries out, Rabboni. She cries out, teacher. Scripture foretells that the Christ would be a prophet. Okay, what else? Okay, second line of evidence, if you like, is that Jesus Christ understood himself to be a prophet. He understood that that he was a prophet. We don't need to spend much time in this. We don't need to linger on it, but it's true, isn't it? You know, in his earthly life, Jesus recognized that part of the role that he was undertaking was prophet of God. You know, he he told of his authority having come from God. He spoke of his words as having eternal significance. Remember that incredibly famous verse that we've got? He says, Heaven and earth will pass away but my words will not pass away. You see it? Jesus understood himself to be a prophet. 
And then I guess comes, I hope, that Inspector Morse moment. That moment where we sort of stand back from the evidence board and we see, yes, definitely, there is no doubt Jesus Christ completely and perfectly fulfilled the role of an Old Testament prophet. And he did. Didn't he? I mean, the Old Testament prophets, what we've seen, they foretold the future. And Jesus Christ did that, didn't he? Jesus Christ predicted the downfall of Jerusalem. He predicted Peter's denial. He predicted the, the continuation of his church. He predicted his very own death. Jesus Christ foretold the future. The Old Testament prophets, what else did they do? They performed miraculous acts. And so did Jesus. He, he turned water into wine. He healed the, the, the blind and lame. He raised the dead. He authenticated his words with these miraculous signs. The Old Testament prophets also undertook symbolic acts. And I tell you this. Jesus Christ did that. But he did so much more, didn't he? He died. And he rose again. And by doing that, not only did he symbolically point to the resurrection that his people would enjoy, but in dying and rising again, he made that resurrection possible. That was not just a symbolic act. That was an effectual act as well, wasn't it? The evidence is clear. Jesus is prophet in the fullest and grandest and greatest sense of the word. But then do you know what happens? We hit a brick wall. We hit a problem. Because this is where we have to go back to the very beginning of the sermon. Do you remember what we were talking about? Because you see, if there was an imam in here this morning, maybe there is. If there was a a Muslim scholar in here just now, then perhaps some of what they would say, some of what has been said, they would agree with. In fact, most of what has been said, they would agree with. They would agree with this idea that we have here, that Jesus Christ is a prophet. But folks, this is where we have to move. This is where we have to diverge. Because this is where scripture takes us away from that really limited understanding of who Jesus Christ was. Because yeah, Jesus was an authorized spokesman for God. But he was so much more than that. He was above and superior to all the other prophets. Jesus Christ didn't have to wait to hear a message from God and then deliver it to the people. Jesus Christ didn't have to to wait and hear from from a higher being and then take that message to the people. 
No, Jesus' authority wasn't based on who he heard from. It was based on who he was. Jesus is prophet, but he is also God. And it's in him that we see the emergence of that one true and perfect prophet that that, that Moses was, was talking about. In him we see all that was said by the other prophets in regard to salvation. In him we see all that come true. In him we see the whole, get this, the whole prophetic line culminate and come to a head. Hebrews 1 says, In the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets. But in these last days, he speaks to us by his son, who he appointed heir of all things and through whom he made the universe. Do you see what we've got here? In Christ, we have the full light of understanding. We have everything in Christ. In Christ, we have the the complete teaching of salvation. He is the, 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 the ultimate mediator between God and man. All the prophets and all the prophecies They all come together in him. That is why we can refer to Jesus Christ as prophet. But maybe that's not enough. You know, we've seen, we've seen the, 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 what meant by an Old Testament prophet. And we've seen that Jesus Christ fulfills that and, and, and so much more. But maybe that's not enough. So as we conclude this morning, let's think about what this means for you and me and for how we live our lives. So the third question is what are the implications of this? What are the implications of Jesus as prophet. I'm just going to say two things. Short things. One. Because Jesus is prophet, we must listen to him. Because Jesus Christ is prophet, we must listen to him. You see, that is the one of the main strands of the two passages of scripture we read, Deuteronomy and Acts. Because it's not just telling us that One true prophet is coming. Both passages of scripture say one true prophet is coming. But people listen to him. Listen to him. Look at Acts 3.22. Look how it ends. It says, you must, must listen to everything that this prophet tells you. We must listen to Christians here. You must listen to Jesus Christ as one true and living prophet. Now, how do we do that? Well, think about it. What was important about the the Old Testament prophets? What was important? It was the words that they spoke. That was the crucial thing, wasn't it? Well, what you have in front of you here this morning in Holy Scripture is the complete 
and the living and the true word of Jesus Christ. That ultimate prophet. So if we want to listen to Jesus Christ, we listen by reading through the Holy Spirit, through the one who will unravel, unravel and apply the truth. We listen to God's word. We read it. Christians listen to Jesus. But people who are not Christians in here, you must listen to to Jesus too. You see, that's, that's the other thing between Deuteronomy and Acts. That's the other focus. Look at verse 23 of Acts. It says, anyone who does not listen to him will be completely cut off from among his people. Now, do you see what's been said there? It's being said that we must listen to this prophet. We must listen to him because if not, there are repercussions to that. There's a penalty for that. There's a judgment that comes if we don't listen to Jesus Christ. Because he is the ultimate source of truth. He is the ultimate source of wisdom. He tells us in his words of the will of God. He tells us of the holiness of God. And he tells us of the salvation of God that is available in him. We must listen to Jesus. But we end with this, okay? This is where we land. This is where we finish. Because there is, folks, a second implication here because Jesus Christ is prophet we must speak of him we don't just listen we must speak now I hope that you have followed this this morning I hope you have Stuck with us as we've looked at this. I hope that you see that part of Jesus' mediatorial role is to teach. That it is to act as prophet. But I hope you also understand there's now been a passing on of the baton. I hope you understand that there's now been a handing over of responsibility. Because you see, Jesus Christ has now ascended to glory. And while he is and will always remain prophet, so what he's done, he has now tasked you. He has now tasked his people with that prophetic rule is quite a thought it is now you and I that are to take God's word and deliver it to the people of the world it is now you and I that are to stand as ambassadors for Christ so given that grave responsibility I leave you with the words that Almighty God spoke to the prophet Jeremiah 
As God called that prophet into action, God said this. He said, you must go. And you must go to everyone I send you to. And you must say whatever I command you to say. Do not be afraid of them. For I am with you, declares the Lord. So I'd say to you folks, this week let us do something different for a change. You know, let's go out and let us invite someone to church. Okay, even more than that, let's go out there and let us speak about our Saviour. And let us tell somebody who is dying and who is lost that our Saviour is so much more than just a prophet. Our Saviour is the Son of God and salvation from sin is found in Him. Let's go and let's do that. Let's pray.